everyone, and welcome to the PhD to B podcast, a podcast where we talk all about graduate school. TCU is currently on spring break, so Dallas and I decided that for today's episode, we're going to reflect on the semester up to this point. Dallas, how's your semester going? Girl, it's going pretty good, actually. I feel like this semester has been easier in some ways um, because I'm not teaching intro to comp for the first time. That has significantly made this semester easier because I can go back to my old lesson plans or old PowerPoints from last semester and reuse them and adjust them. And it's not taking me as long to do all of that lesson planning. So that's been good. Um, I'm only doing two classes this semester, so that's nice. Um, yeah, it's going, it's going well so far. What, what about yours? Honestly, same. Um, yeah, I mean, compared to last semester, it's funny because I think we both had very different experiences last semester. Yeah. Where we were, like, and I, we can probably talk a little bit about that. So last semester was your first semester of teaching mm-hmm. at TCU. Right. It was also my first semester of teaching at TCU. Uh, we were teaching the same class at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um. And even though I had taught in the past, like teaching is still very time consuming. And it was also my, I mean, it was my first time teaching at TCU and I've never taught at TCU. And so like, even though the content was similar to some extent to what I've taught in the past, it was still new, like the context is new. So I think both of us, like we spent a lot of time lesson planning when we also had other things to do. Yeah. I really struggled last semester with trying to find a balance between lesson planning and getting my own work done. And I Mm -hmm. definitely let my responsibilities as a teacher um, get in the way of, of all my own work. Like it was so hard trying to find that balance, but my classroom was the priority because I can't just show up to class with no lesson plan prepared, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was hard trying to figure out how to get all of that balanced while trying to take my own classes um only thing this semester that I really don't like is that I don't get to see you as much yeah we got to see each other a lot more last semester so we can kind of talk about this too so like you are in your last semester of coursework kinda tbd on that what do you mean I didn't tell you classes Mm-hmm. what I didn't wait I didn't tell you about no. okay so here's the sitch while we're talking about how the semester is going here's the the thing oh my gosh okay Dr. McCormick wants mm-hmm. me to get the crest certificate oh that's right that's right I, okay I was like I thought you I told did you tell me this. you did tell me oh, my for bad. The listeners for the listeners crest is critical race and ethnic studies and you can get a certificate in that and you know it it makes you more marketable it shows that you have expertise in something other than what you're already going to have expertise in within your field um so i have to take the cress class Class, i'm not really sure what it like what it's called (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then i also am doing a directed study with dr mccormick next semester as well um in disability studies so 
I mean, that's the tentative plan anyway. So I don't think I'm totally out of the woods yet with Cooler Smart Unfortunately, but fortunately, I'm excited. But I'm also kind of like, I want it to be done. <laughs> yeah. So I'm out of coursework. See, last semester Bless. I was I was still in coursework. I had to take one last class, which I loved. You know, it was great. Um, but this semester I'm out of coursework and it is amazing to be out of coursework. And so I'm kind of sad that you're not going to be out of coursework <laughs> after the semester. I know. I was really looking forward to being done with coursework. Yeah. But- I know. I think was it in the in a past episode that I said I was scared I was gonna miss coursework. Yes, you did. But um, but you know, at the same time, I was kind of glad to be to have my plate more free. Yeah. Um, especially with exams coming up in the fall, mm-hmm. and so now it's looking like I have the two courses, exams, and I'll be teaching twenty eight oh three in the fall for the first time. So right, that is a pretty hefty load as far as yeah work goes for next semester so I don't know how I'm gonna balance all of that but I will if all of that goes as I think it's going to go in that order of you know exams class teaching a new course if all of that pans out next semester um that's gonna be a lot yeah it is. Um, so so how is your teaching going more specifically like now that you're teaching yeah. the same course again? How how are you approaching the assignments and, and the way that you're doing class differently? Those types of yeah. things. Yeah. I I overhauled pretty much everything um as far as the way I designed the online course shell. We use um we use D2L just desire to learn no we use bright space but isn't that's what d2l means desire to learn uh yeah d2l does mean desire to learn but we use bright space whatever some of you might use moodle shout out i use that in undergrad i hated it whoa uh some of y'all might use blackboard or canvas um so i completely overhauled my d2l page because I did not jive with the setup last semester. I used like the the what is it called the the master shell yeah for master the, shell for mm-hmm. the course shell. So I copy and like I basically copy and pasted that entire course shell into my own course shell because I was teaching for the first time and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna do with whatever the setup already is since that's how um, Dr. Hogue, the director of comp, designed it. I'm just going to do however it's already outlined and I'm just going to follow it as is. And I regretted that. <laughs> I just, I just, the organization, it was just a lot of information that I felt was overwhelming for me. So I completely overhauled that. So I've made that way more organized, I think. And that's been helpful. I mean, not that my students this semester know that last semester I felt everything was disorganized, but oh, I notice a difference. So I feel like it keeps me a little more um, on track with like what we're doing each class. Um, I have evolved a lot of my lesson plans from last semester, certain activities that I wanted to keep and t- sort of um, tweak a little bit, other things that I just want, I was like that activity did not jive (laughs) scrap that um and the way I approach their projects I think I've been because I have a better understanding this semester of what 
their projects are <laughs> like not that I didn't know last semester but it was it was hard to kind of envision all of the things that they had to include in their projects at least in my opinion I don't know if Natalie felt the same way but I felt a little overwhelmed when we'd cut when I'd look at the assignment sheet for the first time and be like I don't really understand totally like what all is going to go into this um or how much work or effort it might take my students to complete this or or whatever. So this time I feel like I understand the projects fully and it's because I'm not looking at them for the first time. So I'm able to better guide them and explain them and try to um, break it down to where we can work on things in class in parts. That way they're not totally overwhelmed outside of class. So all of my approaches to teaching, I think, have improved, but I have some students who are just reluctant to do their work, not following instructions, not, um, you know, they don't read the instructions, they don't keep up with what we're doing in class, they come to class unprepared, and that has been my biggest obstacle this semester, I'll say, and I... I think I've been handling myself well, all things considered, but I've had to get quite firm with a few students. And, you know, I don't want to be the mean teacher by any means, um, but the amount of them who just are not following instructions, not doing their work, and I've tried to make things as stress-free and easygoing as possible because I don't because as a student myself, when I feel overwhelmed, I feel like I'm just like spinning and with certain things and I don't want them to feel that way about these things. And I get some of these projects can be, it can seem overwhelming. And um, so that's my biggest obstacle so far with, with teaching is just dealing with the um, students who are really struggling to just do the work or they're not reading the prompts. They're not, you know, whatever the situation. So um, and the other thing that I completely overhauled, I forgot to mention, is that instead of doing rubrics, I'm doing a grading contract. So, and I think that's part of the difficulty too, is because I'm not giving um, traditional grades that a lot of these students who aren't doing their work and aren't turning things in, in full, because they have to submit their work as portfolios. That's the thing about intro to composition is that everything is submitted as a portfolio so they can't just submit you know a final draft of whatever they need to submit some of their process work so drafts brainstorming activities things like that and they're like not submitting that that work that they've done or that they should have done and they're because they're not getting a traditional grade that says oh you didn't turn in xyz according to the rubric you're going to get a lower grade than maybe they want so they see a they see a quote unquote grade that might read, I go with exemplary, satisfactory, acceptable, and rewrite. And I'm getting a lot of people with the acceptable kind of label to where they should know that they need a, what, that I leave feedback saying like you left out this, you left out that. Um, and so they should know what they want, what, what they're missing, what I needed from them and to why they didn't get exemplary. But I think the fact that it's not a, a number or a letter grade. They're having, they're not like translating that acceptable is my way of nicely saying not great. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a ramble.
So I'm, I'm struggling with that part with like yeah. trying to, and, and it's all outlined on the grading contract, what things correlate to what the A contract is, what the B contract is. And these like words like exemplary, satisfactory, acceptable are just sort of like markers for them to kind of correlate that in their mind with maybe a letter grade that they're kind of aiming for mm-hmm. um, without giving that grade. So I'm not like ripping their papers apart like saying, oh, your grammar here is bad. Da, 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 da. Like I'm not taking off points for that stuff. I'll correct it in the feedback, but I'm not, but like they're not losing credit because of stuff like that. It's strictly like, did they do the assignment? Did they follow the instructions? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them aren't. And that's where I don't understand. I don't, I've, I show them everything. We talk about it in class. We've looked at the grading contract. We've looked at the assignment sheets. We've looked at what constitutes an exemplary portfolio every time Mm -hmm. and it's just I have those same students who just do not do it and I'm at this point it's like at what point do I have to just like accept that as like they're just not going to do the work and how much do I still try and push them to do their best because I know they can do it Mm -hmm. and it's exhausting you know, it really is. It's exhausting for me as a as a teacher who's still in the midst of coursework and who's still having to like do all these other responsibilities. It's like if I had all of my time to focus strictly on teaching, then yes, but part of me wants to kind of just let it go, but part of me just like doesn't because I, I have mm-hmm. I'm not giving up on them. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. I'm sorry. That is a ramble, but that no. is my biggest struggle this semester as yeah. far as teaching. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, why we're doing this episode, like yeah. reflecting on, you know, what's going on. So I appreciate you just being honest. Um, yeah, I can attest to the fact that this is what she is dealing with. So she's not lying. Um, yeah. uh, as far as my teaching goes, so I'm teaching a new class, a new to me class. I've taught comp two in the past, um, but is it, but this is my First time teaching comp two. So I went from teaching comp one in the fall to comp two in the spring for multiple reasons. Um, But I'm teaching comp two and comp two is different because you have to be sophomore level or higher to be able to take the class. So I have sophomores, juniors and seniors like about to graduate seniors in my class. Um, And they are very different than the freshmen I taught like first semester freshmen that I taught uh last fall so that's been really interesting I have a lot of uh the majority of my students are not needy which is funny because I like when my students are needy and they need me (laughs) but I get that more with freshmen Mm -hmm. uh and I don't get that a lot with this class and it's really strange because I mean, granted, they've been in school for a little bit. They're they're not still trying to figure out, like, they're not testing the waters. I think they already know what's going on. They've been at a TCU for so long, especially my seniors. Um, and they're not needy. And I'm like, hmm, that's great, <laughs> you know, because you can be responsible on your own. And I trust that you're going to do the work. But I also, like, kind of wish they were a little needy so that I could help them more. Um but from what I've seen, I mean, they've been very responsive to the work that I've been asking them to do and the skills that I want them to learn and the writing that, I, you know, I'm making them do. So currently they're on they have one more week until they turn in their infographic assignment. 
um, and I had conferences uh, this past week before spring break and everybody, almost everybody's like right on track and it's like amazing. Like I just kind of let them know what they need to do and they do it and they just kind of move on. Um, so it's really funny to just see how different and I've, and I've taught comp two before, but when I taught comp two at Oklahoma state, they were majority like freshmen and sophomores and I had maybe a, an occasional like seniors in the class but um they still felt like freshmen like this is just their second semester whereas like I said here they have to wait at least till their sophomore level to take this course and so yeah they're they're not as needy and I'm like it, that's great but I also wish they were a little needy so I could feel like I'm doing a little bit more but um but yeah, I mean, my students are great. I have a very, I had a very diverse class last semester. This semester, even more so. I have like I have multiple international students. I have like different students with like different like student identities. Um, I have students from like different backgrounds. Like as far as like I have a lot of Latino Latina students, and so I'm just like, it's a it's a very unique class. Um amongst other things that I've already mentioned um um but I really am enjoying all of my students um they've been really respectful and responsive um I will say that the thing that is very that is difficult about this course is just that I'm I can't go back and use what I used in comp one because it's a different course um luckily enough though the unit that i'm doing now on infographics i taught while i was at oklahoma state so i'm taking a lot of those powerpoints and designs and all those things and using that so this unit has been fantastic for that um first units i've taught before as well but in different ways um i know so much more now i feel like that's the funny thing about this semester too like i feel like Everything that I have learned since I last stopped teaching, which is in fall of 2019, um, everything that I learned, like, I feel like I'm, it's, like, all finally, like, making sense. And, like, I can tell that I know what I'm talking about. And so that's been really fun. But um, these next two units, the last two units of the semester, I'm really excited for because they're approaching the topic of argument in a very different way that I've never really done before and so I'm really interested in seeing what kind of things my students are going to make um I'm still sort of thinking about it but overall teaching still taking up a lot of my time but and we can shift over to talking more about the classes that we're in well I'm not in any classes but that kind mm -hmm. of aspect of of the semester but I'm not taking any classes but I'm working on my prospectus and so I can kind of talk about that in a second but I'll let you Dallas let me know like tell me how your semester is going as far as the classes that you're taking any projects that you're working on you're also going to a conference in April like let's talk all about what's going on so far yes so I have a conference upcoming in April I'm going to Mellis um, and presenting on some research I did last semester um, I am scared <laughs> I've never gone to a conference before because I it's I think Natalie will agree kind of a hassle to do the proposals yep. and get the stuff together and do the thing and find and get the go travel and 
get the funding and the this and the that. And it's just like, I'd rather, I would rather not, Yeah. <laughs> but it's necessary in academia. It's networking opportunities. It's getting feedback on research that you might want to delve further into later down the road. Maybe it's part of your dissertation. Maybe it's just a topic you're really passionate about that you would love to publish something on. Um, or maybe it even could lead to a class you might want to design to teach. So they are important. Um, I just have been avoiding it because I'm scared to travel by myself. Yeah. Um, this conference is in Indianapolis, but I am actually going to go stay with my friend, Andy. Shout out, Andy. He's been mm. asking me for a shout out every episode. He's like, where's my shout out? And I'm like, get out of here. Um, okay. So Andy, leave me alone. Here's your shout out. Um, but anyway, I'm going to go stay with Andy. He lives a couple hours from Indianapolis. And so I'm going to just like hang out with Andy and then we'll drive down to the conference on the day that I present. And then I'll just, uh, at least I, ha I have, I have, at least I have Andy. That sounds terrible. I'm so happy to have Andy because I am nervous and I've never done a conference before and I'm scared to get on the plane by myself. I'm scared to navigate the airport. I didn't know how to buy a plane ticket online. I like called my uncle who like a travel pro and I was like, help me. I just like, I was so afraid that I was going to like book the wrong flight or like do the wrong thing. And so um, I'm just like really grateful that I have people who have done it before, who have been like reassuring me and that I have Andy who is going to be my support <laughs> through this. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to experience the conference kind of experience i'm excited to experience it um see what kind of people at me what kind of feedback i get if any um and just being able to think deeper about what i'm presenting on um so that's all very exciting um i in the classes i'm taking this semester sharp right um i'm taking literature in a global context so a lot of work with like diaspora um colonized peoples and things like that. Um, that class is going well. We're reading some really interesting stuff. It's nice to take a literature course where we're actually reading literature. <laughs> and a lot of the lit courses, we don't get to read as much fiction sometimes. And I miss that. So, um, or not even just fiction, just, just, just any kind of literary that's not like articles and theory. Um, right. so it's been right. really refreshing to kind of get these like more quote-unquote fun readings and um still reading some theory but not as theory focused as other courses I've been in so it's been really nice to take that and then the other class I'm doing is a directed study um where I'm attending sort of it's I'm not auditing the class because I'm it's technically part of my directed study where I am attending an undergraduate class and I'm doing work with that professor specifically related to pedagogy, but I get to take the class, um, the undergraduate class, which is on uh, disability and illness memoirs. So right up my alley, perfect for what I'm studying. I mean, it couldn't have worked out better. Um, and Dr. Craig is amazing and so knowledgeable, and I love getting to chat with her about stuff. 
and um, I'll get to teach a class as a guest lecture soon. Um, so I'm still doing like pedagogy related things, um, but I get to pretend to be an undergraduate for a couple hours out of my week and just attend the class and have great discussion. And I get to read really great material. And that has been so fun, so rewarding. Um, so I'm really loving that in particular. That's all been really fun. And then just having the two classes has been nice because I don't have as much work as I would have had I been doing three, but um, I'm still very busy and all of that still seems to take so much time that I'm still, it's like, it doesn't, I could have one class and still be like, I'm dying in work. <laughs> right. I don't know. I'll never find a right, a good balance. Um, and, and also I have to put together my exams list for the fall and have that approved very soon. And I feel like, I don't know what I'm doing with it. Like I've got so much stuff just like thrown on there and now I'm trying to find a thorough line that I would like to follow. So that means kind of taking things off, probably putting different things on. And I am still kind of struggling with what I'm trying to do with that. So that's sort of been my big like personal project because I really want to get that finalized and get that done so I can start reading that stuff like ASAP um, because your exam list is just a ton of reading and <laughs> I'm a super slow reader. I take forever to read anything, which is also part of my problem with time management. I cannot just like and I don't like to skim. I'm not a good skimmer. If I skim, I won't. I'm not going to retain any information. Like that's just not who I am. I have to I have to read. I have to read, read. I don't understand people who can skim stuff. I wish I could. It it's not that's not my ministry, you know? So I like want to get on the ball as fast as I can with my readings for the exam list because I just know it's going to take me forever. <laughs> um, so that's sort of an update on like everything going on right now as far as the semester goes. Um, yeah. What is your favorite book that you've read so far this semester? Ooh. And then I'll mm. talk about my my academic side of the semester. Okay. So, so far, my favorite thing we've read so far in Dr. Robbins's class, which is the literature in a global context, I'm kind of cheating here because I haven't fully read it yet, but we're reading some stuff about the Native American boarding schools in Canada. Mm. I, I've started it and I'm already like, yep, I'm interested in this because I, I, the book that I'm reading for, cause she had us, she gave us the choice, um, between two different books. So the one I'm reading is, is, I don't know about the other one, but this one is fiction, like based on the boarding school. Oh, I see. I see. I Canada. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like real, but it's right. Um, but anyway, so like, it's, it's been really a good book so far, even though like, you know, sad, tragic. All right. Things. Right. But, um, and then in, in Dr. Craig's class, Honestly, so far, my favorite thing that we've read, because we've done more stuff with illness lately, not so much disability yet. We're going to get into that. But so far, my favorite we've read, because it's just the writing is so beautiful. It's a it's a memoir about um, AIDS called Borrowed Time um, by Paul Manette. And he wrote about this memoir is all about um, his partner who died of AIDS. 
Mm. And um, just like the, the, just the experience of what grappling with that was like, um, the kind of stigma around AIDS, um, getting care, not getting care, not getting proper care, facing a lot of like homophobia um, around that because of AIDS. And then unfortunately, Paul Manette, he actually died of AIDS um, as well later. Mm -hmm. So it's just really sad, but the writing is just so beautiful. It's such a great tribute to his partner it's just Mm -hmm. the writing is so sad but so good like I've been loving this book for not because I'm like oh yeah I mean it's real so these people died right it's it's really sad but um but the writing is just so wonderful I'm like yes this is everything I want to this is like just the kind of writing I like to read it's just beautiful so those have been my favorite thing so far um and yeah yeah love it that book sounds amazing I I love memoirs um so that class even though I don't really do or like focus it's not like a focus of mine disability studies Mm -hmm. or anything like that um I would love to read that book so I'm gonna have to borrow it from you if you have a copy yeah you could borrow it and then I'll say what I'm most excited for though is that we're reading Alice Wong Year of the Tiger Mm. And I'm most excited about that because that's can definitely be more disability and it's gotcha. like newer and like I think it was recently published like 2022. Yeah, so I'm most excited to read that. I'm also going to be teaching something on that, so that's Fun. what I'm most excited for. But so far, borrowed time has been. I was I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I do, so it's been wonderful to read. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to hear how that class goes when you teach as for me um on my academic sort of side not teaching um so I'm not taking any classes and it's amazing beautiful Um, I love I love taking class but it just I I was just so burnt out that I've I've put in my time I've put in my time with coursework I've been in school for almost over 10 years like I've 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 done my time um so no coursework for me. I am currently working on my prospectus. So um, I am creating a plan of what my dissertation is going to be. And I actually just got my fourth reader. She said that she will be my fourth reader. So I'm officially have my full dissertation committee. Um, now I just have to do the paperwork for that. Um why don't you kind of explain the process of asking your committee sure and sort of more in depth of like what a prospectus entails sure i'd love to um so essentially what a prospectus is and this is obviously going to look different based on your university but it's essentially like a plan of what you are going to cover and how you're going to cover it the conversations that are being had on this topic a lit review a timeline um, those types of things that kind of give insight into the conversation that you're stepping into um, and and how you are going to have this conversation. And so for my prospectus, I am doing, well, for my dissertation, I am doing, um, I am questioning how religious faith and spiritual identity impacts the writing program administration profession. So every, almost every um, 
like university has a comp program where somebody directs the program and they essentially determine like the curriculum that is taught in those classes. Um, and so I'm interested in seeing how somebody like a WPA's religious, spiritual or faith identity impacts the work that they do and how they view the work that they do and conversations about social justice and inclusivity and whatnot. Um, and so my prospectus essentially is sort of talking about like, these are the research questions that I'm focusing on. This is the scholarship that talks about this conversation and how it's sort of forming. And then I, I, I use the prospectus to identify a gap and say, well, we're talking about this, this, and this, but we're not talking about viewing, for example, in my case, WPA as a, as a vocation which has that religious sort of lens to it. And so my um, prospectus sort of talks all about that. And I'm I'm very close to being done, at least with a good full draft. Um, my goal is to have it done by next Monday so that I can give it to my dissertation chair and so she can look over it and then we can pass it back and forth, see if there's any gaps or anything that I still need to cover. Um, but... Yeah, it's essentially like a plan. You also, in, in our case, they asked us to do a timeline. And so that's what I've been working on this entire semester. And um, it's been really hard to make time for it, um, which I was worried about because like when when I'm in coursework, like, I'll, you know, I know when things are due and I do the things that, you know, I'm supposed to have by next class time. But when you're out of coursework, it's a little bit more difficult for you to set your own schedule and that's been kind of hard to figure out but shout out to my dissertation chair um she's has a good way of of just like keeping me accountable of things she has this um log that she made me uh she like sent me and i essentially like clock in my hours of like how much i'm working towards the thing it's so helpful I it's, love that. It's really great. And like she asks me to do a week uh a week report, so like weeks week 7 report week. And so like to just let her know where I'm at and she was very clear about it being an opportunity for me not to like oh well I didn't do much this week and you know like maybe feel it's more of like I just want to know that you're thinking about it. Um, so that's been really helpful. Like there have been some weeks where I've only clocked in like 3 hours or you know whatever, but um it still it forces me to work and think about it and it's just a great way to like make sure that I'm actually doing the thing um it's awesome so if you're someone who struggles yeah I would recommend doing something <laughs> like this um and hoping yeah. I mean I don't know how you're whenever you get to this point Dallas like more specifically if your dissertation chair is going to do something like this but yeah. If oh, I'm going to suggest that we do because yeah. I already told Dr. McCormick that I am one, a slow reader, two, easily distracted, three, will find 500 other things to do instead of do my, re instead of my reading list. Right. And so she was like, well, maybe we could do like an unofficial directed study this summer to keep you on track. I was like, I'll need it. I will need it. And yeah. I will suggest maybe we can even do something like that for my exam list because the reading it's gonna it's gonna yeah be. yeah no it's it's I can I can sort of show you yeah. like 
what their the setup looks like. Yeah, it's and it's super simple. It's just an Excel doc yeah. where you can just like go in and you plug in. Okay, this week I read from this time to this time, this many hours. Like it's great. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm gonna I have to, I have to do that. I have to do that. I love that. And then I have to have Dr. McCormick also like attached to it, and probably also Dr. Darda as well. So that way they can be like checking in and be like, okay, you did your work. Because if I don't have anybody holding me accountable, I'm for sure not gonna do it. And and it's funny because it's like <laughs> it's yeah. funny because it's like you. I don't know if it's just because we've been so conditioned to have that structure. I mean, that's probably it, or like other things. I mean, like I'm thinking last semester with my exams, like I was on task, but what happened then was I got depressed and that made me want to not do things and so then Mm -hmm. things became really difficult now that I'm in such a better mental like space um I don't have the desire I don't have the feelings of not wanting to do the work but now it's the the thing that I've been struggling with with the semester is just having to do so many things like Mm -hmm. like I mentioned before like I'm a wife you know I tutor I'm an academic coach for student athletes. Yeah, I'm a teacher and then I have to do this. It's like it's so easy for the thing that you don't have to be at a certain hour at. Yeah. To like go like on the back burner. Like you you kind of forget about it. And then when you get home, you're like, I haven't read for my prospectus or I haven't like thought about my interview questions for my IRB. So it's like, oh my gosh. So it's been yeah. really helpful. Um and I feel really good about the time that I've put in. Yes, I could have put in more, but at the space that I'm in, like I'm really great with really great. I'm really great. I'm really happy. You're so great. I'm really happy with the time that I've put in and the product that I'm putting out. So I'm I'm really, really happy with what I have. Um and I mean, yeah. I just love what I'm doing. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, I love the, my dissertation idea and I feel really passionate about it. And I find that there's like such a need for the way that I'm talking about this conversation. And so that's been motivating and it just feels great. And during the spring break, that's what I've been working on. I've been working on my prospectus. And so I feel really good about where I'm headed. Yeah, I'm super excited about your dissertation. Um, and Natalie forgot to mention her other responsibility is letting me come bum at her house all the oh, time. Yeah. That's like my favorite. Literally, Natalie and her husband, Sean, um, essentially I am their child at yeah. this point. I live at their house. I so, love it. I love when you're um, at my house. So why don't, before we forget, why don't you kind of talk about how you decided on your committee, who you wanted to be on your committee, oh, and yeah, like yeah. the process of like sure. asking people? Because I think – like that's kind of a scary thing. Mm-hmm. I could talk about it how I approach my um, exam list people as well. Um, I think we both can kind of speak to that. So, but why don't you start? Yeah, yeah, and we can we can talk all about this later too, like in a separate we can, episode. Yeah, definitely do a more in depth episode. Yeah, on it for sure. Um, but because this did happen this semester, I think it's really good timing just to bring it up. Um, so for my exams, which I took last fall, I had two of the same people that I have in on my dissertation committee. So number one and number two are number one and number two on my dissertation committee. So it was easy to sort of just transfer that. And they kind of knew going into it. You don't have to stick with the same people, but usually you do because they specialize in your area. So the two people that I do have are both WPAs or were WPAs. Um, and so that's exactly the work that I'm doing. So it works out. 
Um, but for my third and my fourth reader, um, that's where things get a little bit more tricky because that's when you kind of get to figure out like, okay, so what is going to sort of work with my topic? So um, my dissertation is going to have like a personal narrative autoethnography portion to it. Like it's a little bit of a nonfiction piece and like creative nonfiction piece in that sense I mean I don't want to make it seem like I write creative nonfiction but like I want it to sort of have that element um and I so I was like okay who do I like go to and so um the way that I sort of approached it was these this way I said who do I enjoy working with like who has been someone that I've learned from that gives good feedback that I know is um just overall great to work with and two how do they what do they sort of contribute to the piece or you know the piece that I'm imagining and so for that I chose Dr. Lucas um because I took his autoethnography course which we were both in um and I wrote something that isn't is connected to the dissertation but not exactly it was more like writing center based and it was more personal sort of development as opposed to like how does this larger thing impact you know this specific profession um but he gives wonderful feedback and he's very knowledgeable in autoethnography and he's helped um some students produce just amazing work and I was like you know and I just love him as a person. He's incredibly kind and just so intelligent. Um, so that's the way that I went about choosing him. And then my fourth reader, um, I was most nervous about because for your fourth reader, you have to pick someone that's not in your field. Um, and it can be usually they kind of like it when it's an external, like out of the university or like even like out of the department, but also like out of the university, like someone who might be a little bit more sort of specific to what you're talking about. And so I asked my former writing center director who has published a lot on the need to have more interfaith dialogue and consider religious, spiritual, and faith identity in conversations about identity in general. And she is one of the editors of the book, that talks all about this sort of conversation in different ways because it's an edited collection, but um, I've worked with her. She was my former writing center director. She's a mentor. She's someone I look up to. And the fourth reader in our case, they only have to read the second to last draft and the last draft of your dissertation. So I went in needing to think about how much she has on her plate, how much she's going to be invested Um and the fact that she is an outside reader, um, just all the sort of things. Um, and I also just really love her. And so it was just easy for me to like want to approach her, even though I was really scared that she was going to say no. Um, but I, I mean, she wouldn't. well, you know, but there's still a little bit of that fear, <laughs> fear in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think just going about it and saying, okay, who do I like, who do I want to work with? Like just in period, like just in general, like period, like who, what kind of relationship do you have with this person? And then like, how are they going to uniquely contribute to your work? And then you just hope that they're not too busy, even though let's be real, everyone is busy. Um, but that is what I've done up until this point in the semester. And so now it's just finishing my prospectus. 
yeah that's super exciting yeah it's things are moving uh that's for sure so yeah 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 I definitely understand what you mean when you say like it's hard to kind of regulate yourself when you're not beholden to a a schedule you know um I'm the kind of person I need someone to give me a deadline just tell me a deadline yeah give me a deadline (laughs) uh because I I felt that with my MA thesis um at A&M like that at A&M we had to take I think I don't remember if it was at least one class or two classes even if we were writing our thesis I want to say two but I might be remembering incorrectly so don't don't quote me on that um I have to sneeze it just went away (laughs) (laughs) um sorry um but I remember like like oh I have all this time now to work on my thesis and uh my self-discipline was lacking. I ended up just picking up more shifts at the store instead of using that time to, you know, work on my school stuff. Um, so I, I know exactly what kind of procrastinator I can be. Um, so I, I know like going forward when I get to this point of like, you have to regulate yourself, (laughs) that I'm going to have to have people be like, you got to do it. Yeah. Here's a deadline, check in, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's going to have to hold me accountable because I am for sure not going to hold myself accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And there, that's just being real. Like, you know, yeah. like, yeah I, yeah, I, I will find any, I will deep clean my apartment every single day. If it means that I don't have to work on my reading or writing because, the idea of it, not because I don't like to read, not because I don't like to write, but I think just that I, for me, because the exam is what's coming up next, mm-hmm. I'm so terrified of the exam. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Like, for me, the exam portion is more daunting than the dissertation because to me, it's like That's the dissertation, because it is. I'm going to have – Yeah, because I'm going to have time to write that dissertation. I'm going to have plenty of time, mm-hmm. even though I know it's going to go by fast. But there's this idea of, like, that'll be – what I'm working on for the last, you know, what, two years of the program. Mm -hmm. So for me, like that seems like a lot of time in the grand scheme of things. It is. And the exam portion just seems like there's so much reading coming up and like, I'll only really have the summer. Yes. Um, and, and like, and I, and like I already mentioned, I know that I'm a slow reader. Yeah. Um, and then like to stop and have to like annotate stuff. Like I just know it's going to take me forever. So I think like, that's the reason why Mm -hmm. I will try and put it off and I can't, because I don't, I don't want to do the exam. Mm -hmm. I just want to bypass that. I'm like, let's just skip straight to dissertation. (laughs) Like, why do I have to do this? But I have to, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to figure out a way that's going to help me um, get through it because I, I don't have a choice. Yeah. 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 I have many thoughts on the exams. I'm just so happy. Praise the Lord that I'm done with exams and I can't wait Praise for you. God. Can't wait for you to yeah. be done. Cause it was, it was, it's absolutely the yeah. hardest thing I've done. Yeah. And, and now I'm kind of nervous about doing the exams with the coursework and all of that too. So I'm kind of like, I am nervous that that's going to be a lot and that it'll actually end up delaying me in some way because I'd rather, I'd rather not overwhelm myself 
and break up the exams maybe and do one in the fall and one in the spring if that ends up being the best option. But I really wanted to use the spring semester to focus on my prospectus so that way I have the full like two years of of the program to do the dissertation specifically. Mm -hmm. So I know that's a little off track from what we were our main podcast is, but I'm just being honest about my fears. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so we, can about, we can talk about that too. Yeah. 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 So, so that's all stuff that I have to consider and think about. And yeah, but I'm looking for this week because it's spring break and I yeah. am trying to let myself relax a little bit because things have been really hectic. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like we've been in school for way longer than eight weeks, even though that's literally. Yeah. January felt like the longest month to me. Mm -hmm. Like whenever we finally got to February, I'm like, January lasted forever. Yeah. Maybe that was just me. February went by fast, but like January, like the start of the semester felt so slow to me. I was like, Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, but yeah, and now it's like flying at this point, I but know. it's only flying because I have that exam list too. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up the episode, anything fun that's happened this semester or anything in your life, anything to look forward to in the rest of the semester, anything exciting? Um, I mean, I've had lots of fun with Natalie, um, but what I'm probably most looking forward to this semester, can this be academic or non-academic or whatever? Whatever, whatever. As long I'm as it's re- within the spring 2023. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited because my family's coming up in a few weeks to visit it and I miss a good one. So, and I didn't go, obviously I didn't go home for spring break because I had too much stuff to do here. That I was mm-hmm. like, if I go home, I can get it done. So I'm super excited to see my mom and my dad and my brother. Yeah. And they're going to meet Natalie and Sean. Yay! And that's going to be so fun. So I'm really looking forward to that. And also, is it this Friday we're going to the zoo? Yes. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that too. <laughs> okay, yes. I cheated because that was two things. But it's okay. I love it. More The more the merrier. More things to talk about. Um, yeah. What yeah. about you, Nat? Same, the zoo, my sister and her boyfriend and her baby are coming up uh, during the spring break on Friday. And so we're going to go to the zoo and just hang out. And it's going to be a little chilly. It's going to be like high 50s. Did you know that? No, but that'll actually be nice. Because oh, it's going to be amazing. Because when you have to go walk around the zoo in the summertime when it's like 90 plus, it's yeah. not as enjoyable. Yeah. It's going to be so exciting. Uh, and I know I'm speaking for Natalie as well. I'm so excited to see a baby. Oh, same. Like, yeah. I know your niece doesn't know me, so she's probably not going to let me snuggle her. But maybe I'll win her over by the end of the zoo trip. I think you will. I'll get a snuggle. I'll get a snuggle. Yeah. I love a baby snuggle. Nothing yeah. better. Yeah. So. No, she definitely will warm up to you eventually. <laughs> yeah. And I know Natalie's excited too. To oh my gosh. Her. I'm so excited. She's precious. She is. I love her. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for for that. And then honestly, like this semester, I've been very adventurous and I've just been submitting to a lot of call for papers. Um, and it just, I don't know, this semester I just really love like just writing and just thinking about project ideas and so I'm, I submitted to one call for papers um, I'm going to submit to another one 
in, I think it's due in May. Um, I'm supposed to hear back from the one I submitted to a couple weeks ago in a month. Ooh, my birthday's in a month too. Ah, April um, baby. Um, so that's been really fun, and I'm looking forward to hearing back from from them in hopes that I get to be a part of their edited collections. And then, um, yeah, I have a a journal that I'm going to be a part of, and the draft for that is going to be due in June. And so I'm excited to work on that. So a lot of projects in the works hopefully i get accepted um but i'm excited to just work on some fun things um which is more on my plate but i'm just so excited that it's like totally okay to to yeah to work on them super fun i know i'm excited um i think we're good i think we're good too if you are also on spring break let us know what you did over spring break did you do something fun did you stay in and work like Kind of like what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you relax? Let us know. I want to know. Let me live vicariously through you. Yeah. If you went on vacation, to- I have some students, girl. I have students who are in Florida. I have yeah, me too. They're like, Mexico. I'm Florida. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, what like the heck? you have time That's to amazing. travel. One of the undergrads in the that I have when I go to when I do the directed study, he was like, I'm going to California, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. I want to, I don't necessarily want to go to like, I don't necessarily want to travel, but like, I wouldn't mind just like going to a beach for a couple days and just like where it's warm. I'm like, I want to go on vacation and do nothing. Those undergrads know how to live it up. I admire They do. They are always like. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, and you know, what's funny. I didn't do that as an undergrad, like ever. Like I didn't either. Spring break was like my catch up week. So yeah. that wasn't anything. I, I'm like, why didn't I? Why didn't I do that when I had more time? Yeah, I was broke and didn't have any money. Same. So <laughs> and don't oh, like traveling. And don't like traveling. Like I don't want to. I don't yeah. mind like a road trip with like friends. Like that could be kind of fun, kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I, well, the undergrads like, are living it up, and we're living it up. And I you am. Know what? sleeping in i'm sleeping in and it's amazing same but sleeping in for me is like 7 30 oh well most of the time so every now and then i'll wake up at nine (laughs) amazing yeah so i've just been waking up um whenever i wake up love it that's that's exactly what we need like i feel like if i could just wake up every day whenever like my body tells me to that's that's all i want yeah yeah, and if I want to take a nap, taking a nap. Oh, it's beautiful. So, whatever. That's how we live it up during spring break. Sleep is important, okay? So Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All righty. Well, thank you for listening. This was so fun. Um, again, let us know what you're up to for spring break. Um, and also, you know, maybe hopefully this was a good episode for you to kind of reflect and think about your own semester if you're in school right now whether you're a graduate student or not you know um thinking about how you can reflect on your semester so far and kind of think about maybe um what what you want to do going forward some things you might want to stick with some things you might want to let go so hopefully this was inspiring for some of you who also need to kind of do a little mid-semester reflection Yes. Love it. Thank y'all so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.